0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk.
1: Kent Online News.
0: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
1: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on a rather scorching Tuesday, September the 7th, as the heatwave in Kent continues. Our top story today is that a teenage boy has been told he's lucky not to be paralyzed after being attacked with a wrench at a park in Tunbridge. Freddie Wheatley was taken to hospital after it happened at Longmead Park. He's been left with severe bruising and isn't able to return to school yet. And His mum, Marie, is now calling for CCTV to be installed in the park following a number of other incidents there. I've been speaking to Marie and Freddie and started by asking what happened.
2: I was down my local skate park and my friend's bike broke. And he was on the phone to his dad. And he asked his dad if he could swap bikes. And then I went over to his car with him. I thought it was a bit strange because there weren't a bike in the back of the car. And I wasn't over at the car. But then he pulled out a wrench, chased me with it. And he hit me with it, like next to the back of my spine. And this security guard had just finished work at the... football 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 ground and he witnessed it all the moment you were hit presumably you just ended up on the floor did you yeah because we was all fine we was just mates playing around
1: on our bikes and scooters until he just hit me and how are you now because you went off to hospital didn't you on saturday
2: yeah that's when i felt the most pain i still feel the pain now but not as much and what did they tell you in the hospital
3: uh luckily there was no yeah. permanent damage um he should just scab over and yeah he's going to be in a bit of pain even the hospital said it could have been a lot worse um he could have been paralyzed um or if the boy had
1: caught freddie around the head he would have instantly been killed and marie when you had that phone call I mean, that's every yeah. parent's worst nightmare, isn't it, to hear that their child has been hurt?
3: I answered the phone and literally hearing the words, Freddie has been attacked um, with a wrench, my heart went to my stomach. It was, I suffer anxiety as well, and it's, it's awful. It's,
1: it's terrible, it's so scary. What is, for anyone who doesn't know this particular part of Tunbridge and the park, what's, what's the park like? Is it normally, you know, a pretty safe place to go? Obviously, you, you, you go over there, Freddie and play Without those teenagers there,
3: it is a lovely park. It's those few teenagers that ruin it for everybody else. There's, there's adults there that are too intimidated taking their children down there. Even dog walkers have stopped going down there um because of those few teenagers but there's such a variety for all different
1: age groups it's a shame and what would you like to see happen in the park then because after this happens you're quite keen for um cameras to be installed aren't you
3: i just want our children to be safe i want them to be able to be able to go down there and not worry that they're going to get bullied um Parents, for, for them to be able to take their children down there and not worry, um, dog walkers and, and whoever else wants to be able to go down there, um, our children shouldn't be worried about wanting to go to their local skate park and and be worried that they're going to be put, picked on um, or attacked. Who is it that you're going to send the, the petition to? So... I will be sending it to our local council. Um I have had an email back this morning from Matt Bolton but he's he's behind us all the way. I have emailed another two councillors and they said they had brought it up in the forum last night and it's it's hopefully looking quite positive about getting started. The cameras installed down there.
1: You can see a picture of Freddie's injury and find a link to that petition at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. Kent police have dismissed fresh calls to investigate serial killer Levi Belfield for the Chillendon murders. The 53-year-old has now admitted being in the area on the day mum and daughter Lynn and Megan Russell were killed in 1996. Lawyers for Michael Stone, who was convicted of the murders, have asked for the new information to be looked at. Five people have been arrested following a police chase involving vehicles that were stolen from a school in the Tunbridge area. The police helicopter was called to help track down the suspects last night and officers used a stinger to stop them. Power tools were also recovered. Boris Johnson's been revealing his plans to overhaul England's social care system.
2: No Conservative government, Mr Speaker, ever wants to raise taxes and I will be honest with the House, I accept, yes, I accept that this breaks a manifesto commitment, which is not something, which is not something I do lightly, but a global pandemic was in no one's manifesto, Mr Speaker.
1: The Prime Minister's plan then is going to be funded by a one and a quarter percent increase in national insurance with money also going to the NHS. So what does this all mean for you? Well, it means more of a chunk of your wages each month will go to the government rather than your bank account. It's feared those on lower wages will be affected the most. Vicky Viles is manager of Sherwood Care Home in Rochester.
4: It's really difficult when you're an industry that's worked through COVID for the last 12 months. You know, the girls that work in this industry as care assistants in dementia services, you know, they're on minimum wage. You know, the NHS, the nurses, they're getting a pay rise. My girls are not getting a pay rise. Their money went up in line with the national minimum wage. So you're kind of almost giving it to me in one hand and just going to be taking it back in the other hand because you're going to up what you're going to ask them to pay on their national
2: insurance. That's not a side I thought about as well, because as you as you're saying, the people that are likely to be more affected by this, by the looks of the current plans are those people in lower income jobs. So the national insurance yeah. will come out of their pockets. So like you're saying, these people that have worked through Covid, worked really hard to, to kind of keep keep going. It must have been an incredibly difficult time are going to end up with that money out of their pockets at the end of the month.
4: Yeah, and even now, we, you know, we, you know, we're not out of COVID now. We've just had an outbreak in our service, you know, which has put, you know, a huge amount of pressure on my service, on my team, on our families. And, you know, it's really difficult when you sit down, you know, lots and lots of people were furloughed last year. Furloughing in itself has caused a lot of mental health issues for people out there. It was a difficult time. For others, it was a wonderful freebie. You know, when you're coming into work, working through COVID, putting your life at risk, you know, for a minimum wage. And, you know, then you're watching the news and everybody's down on the beach having a jolly good time. You know, on the flip side of it, you know, you know, it's upsetting. Um, Not only that, you know, we pay into our health service, adult social care. You know, they take that off us in our council tax as well. So that goes to our local authority. The government then give our local authority money to ring fiends for adult social care. In terms of adult social services, we only see a really small uplift in the business in terms of you know, the yearly rate in which they're going to pay us for us to care for these people. And yet, you know we're, we're getting nothing in return. and. It would have been nice for the government to have even said, you know, for all of those that have actually worked through this, no matter which industry it was that you that worked all the way through all of this, actually, we're going to give you guys a little bit back, you know, not even a day off, you know, we're going to recognise all that hard work for all those people. Um, so, yeah, and we're just going to, we know it's got to be paid back. The country knows somehow this money's got to, you know, it's come out of the coffers. You know, the coffers have got to be replenished. Um, But there must be another way that it can be done rather than taking it, you know, through the taxpayer, you know, the everyday people, because it's just the everyday people that are going to suffer, that which ain't going to suffer you know, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer.
1: Raising national insurance is something the Conservative Party promised wouldn't happen at the last election. But as you just heard the PM say, they hadn't taken a pandemic into account. The hike will come into effect next April and is expected to raise around £12 billion. Our political editor, Paul Francis, was on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night, along with Nadja Ahmed, who's chair of the Medway-based National Care Association.
2: I think one of the interesting parts of the debate that's transpired over the last 72 hours is that we're looking at the money first rather than looking at the care system why not do it the other way around because what's needed are are reforms that make it more sustainable but instead of starting with the money start with the debate around what the care system needs well and that's and that's part of what i think why we wanted to do this episode i mean you know uh, what uh, we've gone through a really difficult period over the last couple of years and, and actually you know I don't know enough about the care system in its current state to know exactly what it would need going forward. I mean, Nadra, I don't know how much you can you can say about you know the state of the system right now and, and actually what it would need to 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 kind of be a world beating care system, which is what, what you said earlier. Well,
0: what it needs is a, um, a very more, a very much more positive narrative about what social care is. I think it, we need to redefine what we do because. In the 1980s, when I first started um, my career in social care, it's 40 years ago now, uh, we took people who were very mobile, very um, able-bodied. They came in because they no no longer wanted to live alone. They wanted companionship. And you fast forward to where we are now, we're looking after people who were looked after in hospitals, end-of-life care, Parkinson's, stroke, complex healthcare conditions we're, we're giving out medication we never did that so you're looking after a whole different um, uh, type of person and also it's seen as the last resort so the choice element is well you, you know if you, if you don't get better we're going to put you in a care home so the narrative has changed and i think that is really unhelpful why did people walk into my care home demanding a bed when we had the service and now people are are, are trying to stay away. So I think that the narrative is really difficult. We, we need to understand what it is that we want to be paying for
1: You can still let us know what you think by commenting on our socials or on the story on Kent Online and tonight's programme which will be on our Facebook Live from 6 is looking at whether we could be facing another lockdown The government is reportedly drawing up contingency plans if hospitalisations from Covid continue to rise It's thought schools could be forced to close for longer over the October half term if there's a need to rapidly bring down cases We've been asking on socials how another lockdown would affect you. Rebecca Wilson says I haven't participated in any lockdowns so far so I certainly won't be participating in one if they have one now or any time soon. Elliot Eldridge has added mental health issues will surge, financial issues within families will be worse eventually lead towards more suicide and or depression. That will be the bigger killer for most people. And David Parker has said doubt if we will have another lockdown we need to start living with this Stupid virus now. What's the point of having vaccinations if the government locks us down again? You can still have a say and get involved by commenting during the programme tonight. Tune into the lowdown via our Facebook Live from six.
0: The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl
1: Street Maidstone. At Kent Online, you can see a picture and video of a police car that got stuck on an anti-terror bollard in Canterbury. It's not known whether officers were on their way to an emergency when it happened on St Peter's Street last night. The car had to be rescued by a recovery vehicle. Also on the site, you can see the moment a man hurled bags of construction waste across Ramsgate High Street. It had been due to be picked up and had to be cleared by Thanet council workers. The man's now been urged to come forward so he can pay any charges. A meeting's taking place to discuss the lack of options for secondary school places in Swale. If you live in the area, you're being asked to have your say about what should be done in Sittingbourne and Sheppey. Councillors will talk about the issue this evening and again next Tuesday. Bosses at a Kent theatre say they're having to raise £15,000 after it turned out a lift they'd bought didn't come with the lift shaft. The Criterion Theatre at Bluetown have been given funding for the mechanism so all visitors can reach the top two floors. It's hoped it can be installed by January in time for a relaunch of the historic building. And a brand new sculpture trail has opened at Kent's Leeds Castle. More than 30 artworks are on display within the grounds for the next month. It's the first time they've put on a display like it with some of the art being especially commissioned.
0: Kent Online Sports
1: tennis first up and Kent's Emma Raducanu is into the quarterfinals of the US Open. She only made her tour-level debut a few months ago and became a wild-card success at Wimbledon. The 18-year-old from Bromley has now beaten American Shelby Rogers in straight sets. She says despite feeling confident, she didn't think she'd do quite so well.
2: I am surprised that I'm here. I didn't expect it. Um, I knew that I was doing a lot of great work and that would pay off someday, but you never know when. To be here in the US Open quarterfinals after not playing for 18 months is absolutely just incredible.
1: She'll face Olympic champion Belinda Benchich in the last eight. On to cricket now and Kent have beaten Worcestershire by an innings and 56 runs on day three of their championship match at Canterbury. They dismissed the visitors for 204 in their second innings after posting 393 in their first go with a bat. Kent's Will Bailey has been welcomed back from the Paralympics by his young daughter at the airport. He's coming yeah, off you go then. Go <laughs> Crowds cheered as he arrived home from Tokyo After winning two silvers in table tennis The 33-year-old from Tunbridge Wells Helped Britain finish second in the medals table And in football after a weekend off Gillingham are back in action tonight They travel to take on Colchester United in the league trophy Our Jill's reporter is Luke Cordell
2: That'll just be a, a bit of a run out really For some kids and some players that, that need minutes They don't take that competition seriously, they're not interested in progress but it's a good chance maybe for some players to get a run out if they need it
1: kick off tonight is at 7.30 you can follow the action as it happens at kentonline.co.uk we'll also bring you details of the result on our sister radio station KMFM from 6 tomorrow morning and the Jules are next back in league action against Burton Albion on Saturday well that's all for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram plus you can subscribe to the IM News app that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers just head to KentOnline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News
0: you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk